Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. I don't want this ep- episode. I don't want this episode. I don't want this episode. You know what's weird is as I get older, I'm learning to um, not speak well. It's weird. It's like I'm. It, it's like my uh, ability to speak is getting worse. Like my vision is as I get older it's crazy and it's kind of scary it's like I have a weird lisp now maybe I just talk too much for a living but um, I am constantly it's like my mouth can't go as fast as what uh, my brain has or wants to output and so it just sounds like English is my second language that's the excuse I use when people don't know me that well. But anyway, I don't want to just spit three things I'm grateful for or a list of gratitudes because it's Thanksgiving and I want to give thanks. I actually want to talk about why I'm grateful for these things. And I think the value is going to be in the why. The value for you to hopefully um, shift a perspective or shed light on something or at the very least, um, a reminder. So the first thing I'm grateful for, actually, let me let's put a bookmark there. Uh, I, I just want to give a little bit of backstory. I grew up where Thanksgiving wasn't really a thing in our house, meaning um, my parents were old school Korean, and so chances are they were working. Yes, on Thanksgiving, also Christmas. My mom had a um, a little burger stand, and then eventually uh, we had a uh, a pioneer chicken. And if you don't know what that is, uh, that used to be a chicken franchise, a fried chicken franchise in the eighties, uh, before they were absorbed by Popeye's chicken, which is uh, where I spent a lot of Sundays when I was in high school, and I dreaded because in the Korean family you work for your family, and. Uh, because we had a Popeye's chicken, uh, that means I had to go to the uh, <laughs> the chicken shop in Long Beach on Sundays. And thank God it was in Long Beach because I was so embarrassed. And I was so embarrassed to see friends or people I knew. And so I was just there in the office. Um, I just had to be there to babysit. If not, people steal shit and all that. So anyway, um, Thanksgiving for me growing up was uh, going to my friend's house. And it was great in that way because I was the uh, token Asian kid on the block who um, got to hop around and experience all the uh, you know American meals. <laughs> it wasn't kimchi and rice, that's for sure. You know, th- uh, the turkey and you know all the stuff, right? So Thanksgiving was always a treat. It was almost like uh, for me, it was almost like Halloween. You know, Halloween you go trick or treating and you get uh, shit from the neighbors. Um, well, that was Thanksgiving for me. And every year, I would hop around to whoever will have me. And they're also uh, very, very uh, extra nice to you. Especially in the 80s where um, if you were a minority, 
it's almost like they you almost got this like uh they're taking you in for the day or night and um they give you extra attention like oh like, like almost like you're an orphan you know and now, now that i look at it and think about it it's it was a it's almost racist <laughs> like it was like oh it's he's an oriental kid let's be extra let's give him more he probably has never had uh, gravy before so let's let's give uh chucky which was my name at the time because the teachers couldn't pronounce my korean name chalgi so let's give chucky some extra gravy he he's a uh, korean they they just eat fish so let, let's give him some turkey and let's just pile up his plate anyway thanksgiving was that for me and so um I don't know why I'm telling you this, but uh, all the holidays were that for me, as in the orphan. Um, but I also am very grateful that I got to experience Thanksgiving with different families and friends and, you know, the whole spread. Because my parents didn't celebrate it, and if they did, they wouldn't have the um, the kind of meals and... Uh, we had a tiny family, so we, we I just didn't get that that um, big box of Thanksgiving, right? So one of the things that I'm grateful for is is this in that um, although my parents still don't, or my my mom, my dad's gone, but my mom doesn't uh, or slash family doesn't really celebrate Thanksgiving that much. I'm grateful that uh, I now can celebrate holidays in a way that's honest to me and so the first thing i'm really grateful for is we are going up to uh, uh, Idlewild, which has kind of become my little safe tree special place we have a, a little airbnb up there and we're going to spend it with some friends and uh environment uh, social engagement uh so not just the food but um being a part of a group and having meaningful conversations like that whole experience that um, was new and different for me growing up in the 80s I'm now giving to myself in a way of course it's different because you know I'm different and what I want is different but it's the same in that um, the elements are the same so new environment back then it was uh, you know a, a, a friend's house and everything that that came with that, right? Their culture, family, all of that, the relationships, and you know their music, their food. Um. So so that space, that environment, uh, that changed often when I was a kid was really I loved it, and so now as an adult, uh, just being able to leave the city, Idlewild is about uh, two hours away from from LA. And uh, go up in the mountains, experience nature, right? You're in a different setting and you come together with a group of friends and uh, have a meal and conversation. So like these days, what's meaningful to me would be um, the conversations and engagement, right? And uh, the fact that I get to have that uh, is I'm just so grateful for that. Also, when I was uh, going through a lot of my single stretches, I didn't have that because when I was married, I, I spent no effort on uh, maintaining friendships. And so my my first stretch of singlehood, the holidays came and I had nowhere to go, you know. Um, 
it wasn't like the 80s where I had families taking me in. <laughs> I was by myself <laughs> wondering what the hell I'm going to do to not be lonely. So I'm so grateful today to um, share my holidays with not only my own personal family partner slash daughter, but also um, other families and friends and all that. Now, why is that important? Because I think as adults, especially as we get older, we don't put effort on things like this, you know, because we're so career driven or we're just busy. And so we're not putting effort into giving ourselves uh, giving ourselves different experiences that include a new environment, different culture, different foods, uh, you know, all the things that don't just happen, but you really have to make an effort to build. And so that's the why piece, right? And and I think the why, the reason why I'm so grateful for what I have today is because um, they're not given because we have to make an effort to uh, establish uh, relationships, you know, invest in people and make an effort to get into your car and go somewhere or give yourself a different experience slash uh, put yourself in a different environment. And so that's important. And I think we know this post-pandemic when everyone was locked inside, how important it is to us and our mental health, our well-being, and also just being, you know, social creatures. So that is huge, and I hope you give yourself that this year, your version of that, whatever that looks like. My next thing that I'm grateful for is my my relationship. And I know it sounds generic, but uh, Vanessa and I have had, um, what's the word I'm going to use? We've really had our own character arc. If the character arc is, if the character is our relationship, you know, Um, we started off rocky, and we've put a lot of work. Vanessa said the other day to me, and it was kind of like a, I don't know if it was a compliment, a backhanded compliment. I don't know what they call it, but I had mixed feelings because she said um, this has been the most challenging relationship, right? And I think she meant that in a good way because challenges where you learn and grow and evolve. Uh, but also, it it, <laughs> it kind of hurt, you know, that this is a relationship that's been the hardest for her. Um, but I know what she meant, and it's the same with me, you know. Um, it's also been the, the healthiest, I, I would say, the relationship. It's also been um, the most f- fulfilling, you know, in many ways. Uh, and of course, our relationship isn't perfect. We have struggles. Uh, but knowing that... We are still in it and that we are growing and building and, and yeah, some days are easy, some days are hard, but um, creating a new definition of love, you know, the reason I'm grateful for this, uh, going back to the, 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 the why piece is because uh, the value for me has and it, and it continues to be the, the uh, re- revelations I'm having, the new definitions I'm creating uh, from being in something that requires work, you know? And so that's why I'm so grateful for it. Not because it's easy, but because we have come a long way, but because we have, you know, rolled our sleeves up and really worked at this and we have, um, communicated and we have been healing. Um, We've also been reactive, you know, everything that comes with uh, a relationship. And so I'm really grateful for that, that I 
have been given the opportunity and slash gift to love someone and at times it being challenging and to learn and grow from it. And I think that's that's really what produces glue. You know, when you're in, in something that, that uh, and this is, I think, just a general life role that is, quote unquote, easy, whether it's a, a job or career or a relationship, there, there is no growth. You know, obstacles are what creates us, uh, creates learning. Gwyneth Paltrow just said recently, I, I forgot where I saw it, probably on social, but she said the worst thing that could happen to a person is being famous slash uh, wealthy because you have no obstacles because no one says no to you, you know. And so because of that, um, there isn't a lot of a lot of growth. And so I'm very grateful for the relationship that I am in because for the last five years, we have been working hard and looking inward and, you know, going to couple sessions and having honest conversations Um and of course, that's 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 valuable. The final piece is um, you're gonna roll your eyes because it's predictable, but uh, I'm super grateful for my opportunity to be a father. Uh, it's something that I, in the back of my like gut, I knew I would always be, and I I believe that. Um, I mean, I'm not perfect, but I believe I. I'm a decent dad uh, because because it matters to me and I care. Uh, and I also believe that that was a seed planted by the universe when I got thrown into nonprofit. And I was working with these these teenagers uh, in the, the common thread. And I've said this many times. The common thread was that uh, no one had a dad. So dad was either, either not present or um, just gone. I mean, not present emotionally or, or not present physically. And so I saw the result of the the absent dad and working with these teenagers. Uh, it injected um, a fire in my belly to uh, not only do men's work, but also um, if I was to ever become a dad to be a present one, you know. And it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. But uh, one of the things that I really value that I'm grateful for is the opportunity to be a father um, and also see the world through new eyes. And this is where mindfulness is, has been really injected into my life. Um, super grateful for it. Because when you're present with your child, especially if your child is two and a half, you get to experience things, moments uh, again through the eyes of the child because you're there and you're being present. I mean, an example of this is... Uh, me and Logan, my daughter, uh, say peeling an orange on <laughs> on the steps, on the stoops in our backyard. And, uh, of course, if I was by myself, I mean, I wouldn't even do that. But watching her peel an orange for the first time ever and kind of observing and experiencing what that's like. And then her eating the orange and, you know, her, her face lighting up. Uh, oh, a good example of this is, so last night we had a bonfire. And that's only the second time. I mean, I don't know if if it's... I say a bonfire because it sounds very dramatic, but um, a backyard fire, right? And um, it was the second time ever she's ever done that. And the first time I was observing her and, I mean, it was... It took me back to... I mean, I don't remember when the how old I was when I first saw, like, a fire, a bonfire where you could roast mar marshmallows and 
and uh, and just watch this fire in front of you, you know, and something that simple is life and, and we forget about the, the little things. And so experiencing them through my daughter makes me present, mindful, and reminds me that life sometimes is about the simple things. Also, the power of the new experience and also a reminder to give myself new experiences, you know, um, that I have never, never had before. That whole thing of uh, when's the first time, when's the last time you did something for the first time? And so for her, it's, you know, every weekend she's doing, she's giving herself new experience or we are giving herself new experiences, but me, uh, being with her and being present and re-experiencing those things through her eyes has been such a gift and a reminder to myself to be present. So that's number three. And that is the why, which leads me to, um, just reminding you to be there. Whatever that looks like for you and wherever you are to be there, to get out of your head and drop into your body and be present. Whether it's with friends or family or your partner or your own. Um, If you have a family and children of your own, um, to be there this Thanksgiving. Uh, And for gratitude to not be a list, a checklist, but uh, something that you can really sit in. To sit in as like, imagine that you are rewiring your body, you know, and so sitting in that feeling long enough where you kind of feel that you are creating new imprints in your heart, your soul, your body. That's what I mean by sitting in. Because most of us, uh, when it comes to things we're grateful for, it's a checklist, you know, and I think that's uh, that can be slippery. Thank you for listening. I also want to say I'm grateful for you for listening, for um, following me, buying my books, uh, being a part of my community. Um, Thank you so much. I'm grateful to be of service in any way that I can. Happy Thanksgiving and uh, hope you're present and stuff in your face. Be well. Hey, if you have a passion for helping others and you want to create a more meaningful career or add to your current skill set, it's time to become a life coach with Lumia. When I became a life coach many years ago, there wasn't anything like this. So I developed this program alongside with Noel Cordeaux, Lumia Coach Training. And it's amazing. It's 100% live and online, meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, ICF accredited to with 20 diverse instructors in a thriving alumni community. Go to theangrytherapist.com and click on Become a Coach and explore Lumia Coach Training. I'll see you in class.